0: All right, today, in the "Confronting the Gods" series, we're going to talk about the anti empire move Jesus made. That is my wife's favorite story from the Gospels about Jesus. So, um, this takes place uh, leading up to the arrest and crucifixion of Jesus. Uh, it is at it is his what hasn't been known to be called the triumphal entry, the triumphant entry, triumphal entry, triumphal entry, I think is what it's called. Um, This is whenever he comes in to Jerusalem, uh, where he will eventually be arrested very soon after for, as many people would have been doing for the Passover celebration. He comes into Jerusalem on a donkey. Which seems a little bit insignificant. There's a little bit of uh, if if you know your Old Testament, you know in Zechariah this was it was uh, there was a story uh, in Zechariah nine, and it reads like this: "Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion! Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem! Behold, your king is coming to you; righteous and having salvation is he." humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. I will cut off the chariot from Ephraim the and the war horse from Jerusalem, and the battle bow shall be cut off, and he shall speak peace to the nations. His rule shall be from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. Now, we have... Some juxtaposition in this passage in Zechariah, right? We have uh, the king coming to Jerusalem, and this king is coming with salvation, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. So we have the, the Messiah, the one that God would send to rescue and save his people Israel, coming on a work animal. And not only coming on a work animal, but he will come to cut off the chariot uh, and the war horse. So what is a war horse? What is a chariot? A chariot would have been what someone, of a noble or um, a military, holds a military position, what they ride in. So think of a chariot as uh, the thing you stand in. In I think if you have ever seen Troy, the movie Troy, those they're in that movie. So it's it's the thing you stand behind the horse or the couple horses or three horses or however many horses you have pulling you, so that uh, you are able to you know kind of keep yourself strapped in somehow if you would like. Uh, it's a, it's a kind of a boss move, and then you can also fight from a chariot. Uh, <clears throat> wow, my voice just squeaked. Uh, so, and a war horse obviously would be uh, an animal um, from which you could ride into battle and fight from the back of, right? They're fast, tall, strong, uh, reliable, smart, all these things. And uh, this is the juxtaposition that Zechariah writes about. Uh, your king comes on a donkey, which is an insignificant work animal that is weak in the face of a war horse. And not only is he coming on that, but that will be the, uh, how to say, the the tone setter for the humility, for the salvation that he will come. Or you may say humiliation. But let's take a look at the passage of Jesus coming into Jerusalem. Now then, they, this is Matthew 21. Now then they drew near to Jerusalem and came to Bethpage, to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus said to two disciples, Go into the village in front of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord needs them. And he will send them at once. Say to, uh, This took place to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet, saying, Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden. And this is uh, Jesus citing that Zechariah passage. So not only is it fulfilling, but he's quoting it. right? He's quoting, this is what's happening. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They bought they brought the donkey and the colt and put on their cloak put on them their cloaks, and he sat on them. Most of the crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And the crowds that went before him that followed him were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred up saying, who is this? And the crowd said, this is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth of Galilee. So a few things very important here. And when they says they're spread their cloaks, um, this is an allusion to a story that took place in 2 Kings and it says then in every haste every man of them took his garment and put it under him on the bare steps and they blew the trumpet and proclaimed jehu is king so this is uh this is something they did in 2 Kings whenever the crowds were declaring a king right jehu in this instance well this is israel naming their king right this is the peasants naming their king the son of david the one they've been waiting on and he comes like a donkey and he comes on a road of the coats of the peasants of the of the poor of the citizens and on palm trees palm branches now so you're thinking well how does this relate to how does this relate to confronting the gods well here we go At the same time, as Jesus would have been coming to Jerusalem, uh, there's a man that you may or may not know by the name of Pilate, and Pilate was an ambassador for Caesar. He was a military general, essentially, and he ruled a large army. And Pilate, uh, as we know from later on in this story, is the one um, that Jesus stands in front of, Uh, And he eventually lets Barabbas go and condemns Jesus to death. Or rather, he releases him to the Jews and they want to crucify him. And so he allows it. So he's coming into Jerusalem about the same time. Okay? Now here's what's interesting. So Pilate represents Rome. Pilate represents Caesar. Pilate represents the Son of God in this story. So he's coming on behalf of the Chosen One. Uh, Caesar, Pilate would have been coming into Jerusalem on a war horse, surrounded by a legion of soldiers, surrounded, surrounded by not only a legion of soldiers, but people who would never think to turn their backs on him because of what would come if they did. So he's got the most loyal army of men cloaked in armor, weapons on their sides, war horses, underneath them, and they're coming into Jerusalem at the same time. Jesus comes surrounded by peasants and the poor on a donkey, proclaiming that the kingdom of God has come and your king has arrived, and quotes a passage from Zechariah that that specifically says, this one will come on a donkey and he will cut off the chariots and the war horse coming with peace. And this just goes back to what I've been trying to to show you in these stories there is something so much bigger happening these stories were written for very specific purposes not merely to be history but to illustrate how the kingdom of god subverts the roman empire the empire built and founded on violence is overturned by a man from the country on a donkey have a great day